Motorcast Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Hour number two of the big program for the week. Tony Wink, PJ Duran, Scott Casper with you. Our producers in studios, always Jack and Leon De Leon. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, we're broadcast through the facilities of uh, our flagship, which is KXNO, 1460 AM out of Des Moines, Iowa. And, of course, we broadcast on the Evergreen Podcast System. do want to thank uh, PJ for coming back from New York. We missed you. Tony Wink, you were in... Uh, uh, you were at uh, Loretta's in Hurricane Tennessee. Mills racing yeah. in the the uh, old man's class with yeah. a really fast guy named Mike Brown who we've got booked for the show. You called me and said, hey, what can I do for you special? I said, take your little cell phone up to Loretta's place and put her on the phone and ask her to tell me to get better. <laughs> and you never called back. Somehow the reception has gotten worse <laughs> at Loretta Lynn's, and I don't get it because we'd all pay to have it have it work and there's a whole bunch of people that pay they can make i'm sure they made a, a mobile lot. tower or something yeah. they've had that they have it and i don't get why they don't do that they can make a pie they probably make more money on cell phone reception than they do the racing i would imagine you're right all right it's official adam Cianzarello has signed his deal with monster energy kawasaki they've agreed to a solid deal we'll talk a little bit about that later on this hour also uh, you've got the, the release of the new ktm 250 uh, the, and it's an intro. Talk about an intro. intro. Ping takes a ride on that bad boy. You can find that article, by the way, with our friends at Racer X. Let's go to um, our next guest. Before we do that, of course, he has to have an intro. And this portion of our show is brought to you by Fly Racing and the Light Hydrogen Line. Check for it at a dealer near you or look for it at flyracing.com. Tony? All right. One of my heroes, and I got to actually line up next to him in uh, the third moto is Mike Brown on the Yamaha, and he joins us now after a couple of titles. And i tell you what, the, the plus 40 class, didn't see much of Brown in that one, but in the plus 25, when I watched that one, that was super cool. He um, he he won the 25, junior 25-plus class at 47 years old. Mike Brown, welcome to Pit Pass. <laughs> Proud of you, dude. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, so... Yeah, yeah, we hear you, man. Is we're doing a, a bear with us. We're doing a live remote from Pole Position Raceway. It's an indoor karting center, yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're probably better at that than us too. But um, no, <laughs> uh, congrats, dude, on on your successful Loretta Lynn's week. I know it was probably a little easier for you in that 40 class than it was in the 25. But talk about your just your finishes, and you know, I you know, I I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm I'm. I, I stood yeah, down there I, uh, by the mechanics yeah, corner. We yeah, yeah. we sat there and talked for a little bit, and you said people give you a hard yeah. time, and I don't really care. You know, I raced against Ricky Carmichael there five years ago, and he beat me just as badly as you did. And <laughs> you know what? It, I think it validates what we're doing down there. I think it's neat. I hope you don't show up next year, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, I think it's awesome, and I'm 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 stoked for you that you you can still find a home to go racing and stuff and you just haven't quit man i don't have you slowed down at all i think so i maybe got smarter i think i go slow when i need to <laughs> but no uh-huh. I, i've had a great week man like you said it's uh 
that 25 plus was a tough race you know i'm not ex- i guess i'm expected to win it but when i look at it thinking man i shouldn't win it you know i'm still pretty old in that class but uh it all worked out good this week so when you when darren beat you in the second moto and nothing against him we all like him too but yeah i don't know maybe because i'm in the 40 class too you know i turned 42 last week i um and I'll be giving out the address to send cards All and right. money here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, right. you, I was kind of like, kind of bummed, like, you know, because you are an old man and you are so good. And, and you are the guy that we grew up going to the races and watching and and watching on TV, you know. And it's like, we, you're still my hero. I still want you. Even though I'm lining up next year, I still want to see you win that class. So, um what happened in the third moto? You just put it to him. Did he go down, or I, I didn't see? You were just way out in front. Uh, the, you talking about the last moto there? Yeah, the last twenty-five plus moto. Yeah, yeah. No, I did get this start, and I didn't really want it. That was the whole purpose of like the second moto where he got me. You know, I got the start there, and I was thinking I got a little tight, and he had some good lines on me, and I kind of lost. You know, he was riding good, and I didn't. I wasn't feeling it that race, you know, I didn't feel good on the track. I came in, you know, making sus- suspension adjustments for the third moto, and uh, at the third one, yeah, I got a good start, and I was thinking, I'm either going to get on pump, number one, or I'm going to crash trying to beat him, so I got a start, and just rode hard as I needed to ride as fast as I could go to kind of get away and not show the lines, not let him get up close to me and put the pressure on him. You know, I did get a start there, and I think maybe he came out third, and I got the a few seconds ahead of him there in that first lap, and I was trying to keep it like that where I couldn't get hunted down there right on top of me. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, just like I said, I rode, I don't know, five, six laps is all I can do, and then, you know, it stayed, stayed about the same there, and then I don't know if he crashed or what, I didn't really hear or whatever if he crashed, and then I kind of got a gap there, and then went to the checkered flag, but that was, that was about it. We're talking with Mike Brown, veteran uh, racer, X Games gold medalist back in 2015. Tony, uh, this is a guy that just, and and I don't know if this is what you're insinuating uh, with your questions and things, but um, it, it's a guy that seems to be made of iron. You know, he just goes and goes and goes. He he doesn't seem to slow down, and, and it's, you know, I've Mike, i got to ask, where do you see yourself at an outdoor national if uh, you're, you're signing up and and uh, you're you're going in there as prepared as you were for Loretta's same equipment. Where do you see yourself finishing? Mm. I have to qualify first. That's the hard thing in the national now, just qualifying. It <laughs> <laughs> isn't a guarantee, lap. that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't getting a race, I think I could do not too bad. I think, I don't know, I hate talking bad. I'm not talking bad, but I don't want to sound like I'm bragging on myself, but I don't know. I would hope top 20. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't really. I don't know, really. I don't know. Yeah. The tracks are different. They're, you know, some big jumps. But I don't know if I could do top 20 or not. I, I would shoot for top 20. Well, the correct sure. answer actually is 16th. <laughs> You're a 16th place rider out there. And I, I believe me, I've seen a lot of it on TV. I really know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Nailed it right down to 16. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, a good friend of mine's. It'd be cool, right? A good yeah, friend of mine is Justin sure. Brayton, and he came he came into town and stayed at my place um, a couple weeks ago. There's a thing called Ragbri, and it's basically a bicycle 
party from yeah. one end of the state to the other. You've heard of it, okay? So yeah, I've heard Brayton of it. came in and, and yep. Yeah, so we were talking about. He goes, "How are you going to finish?" And I said, "I'm a seventh place guy." And he starts laughing. He goes, "That's exactly what I told everybody that asked. You're going to get seventh. And I went down there and I got eighth. And you the, were so disappointed. I was not. I didn't care, honestly. <laughs> uh, but but the difference between even second place with John and me is a good five seconds a lap. It's a big deal. And and yeah. you, you, what I noticed when I was up on that podium, I'm going to work really hard. I'm a I'm going to go to a training facility, and I'll probably be able to get a trophy that's at least two inches taller than the one I got this year. And when they handed me my contingency bag, there was literally nothing in it. It's it just was a, a bag. it was a it was an empty <laughs> Lucas oil bag, and I started laughing, and I go, "Thank you so much." Was like, it a plastic oh, bag or it a was cloth a, bag? I don't know. It was just. Stupid. I think. <laughs> I think all I got was a GoPro. I mean, that's still a lot. You know what I mean? It is. There's a lot of stuff up there. I don't know where it went to. But yeah. It was, well, we yeah. we know. Oh yes, we know. Yeah, like you won two classes, you got a GoPro. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, do you do you? Uh, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Can you tell us? Uh, yeah, I mean, what I know so far, I'm going this week to Unadilla, then Bucks Creek, and then. Indiana for the one twenty five races and then from there I think I'm going to the Baja Bash or is that what it's called in Michigan? The Baja Baja Brawl. Brawl, yeah, that's it. Doing that and then from there straight to England for the World Vet and Mixed Destinations thing they have there. Oh wow. That's cool. That's so you're you're going to Farley Castle. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've have you done that one? Two years. It's a great yeah, last uh, two years. I won it yeah. last year, which is good. I won whole thing i guess it was almost shut down because when tony wink kind of ruined it for everybody i didn't what do you mean i didn't uh, do it <laughs> what by the castle hey they were french they were giving me a hard time they uh That's right. i raced that in 2014 and i had old frenchy come in hot on me on a, i was on this i was on rory's uh team international air hammer the 490s which is the biggest pile yeah. of crap motorcycle you've ever thrown your leg over i promise you mike and these are like brand new. Keith McCarty totally hooked them up. It's, they're like as good as they were new, maybe better. And uh, old Frenchie runs it in hard on me on the KX500. And I literally stood on his motorcycle while I picked mine up. And they said, you're going to wait. And, uh, <laughs> boy, they take that vet racing seriously over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't tell him about Brayton and the Tanger Bercy. No, I didn't tell him about all that. No. And then uh, the Baja Brawl, you're going to love that. Patrick and I hung out a little bit this week, the the owner of that place, and they built a new wedding facility up there. It's actually really pretty, and uh, so maybe you can get married or something while you're up there. (laughs) Do you still uh, have the flop in the pool or the pond? Yeah, the belly, the, the belly flop. So, Mike, you got to camp at the track, okay? And if you're not planning on that, you need to plan on that. You won't believe the ridiculousness that you're going to see at this event. They have they have 450-pound dudes that they lift up with a like a forklift, and the louder you scream, the higher they go up, and they, it's wow. a belly flop contest. And I'm telling you what, so just don't plan on going to the hotel. You want to find no, a place to no. stay. There are small towns nearby that apply for special flood insurance <laughs> uh, just from the overflow from the belly flop contest it's it's an amazing event amazing event um mike tell tell us a little bit about you as a as a uh, as a person tell us 
uh, you know, family. To even take us back, uh, first bike you threw a a, uh, a leg over. Yeah, I do have a family. I have two sons. Uh, they are 16 and 12. Um, oh, wow. They're not, they, they ride a little bit in the basketball. My older son leaving this week for transferring high schools up to West Virginia to play in a private basketball school and doing good for himself doing that. He's, he's a hard worker at that. And little one's playing football for the first time ever this year in basketball. But no, the first bike when I started, I think I started when I was like 11 and a half or 12. I had a little trail AD Enduro Yamaha. Silver ones with the headlights and turn signals. My first bike, and yeah, I just all started from there. Trying to beg my mom to get me a bike. So my dad wouldn't let her get me one until I got a certain age, and then it was on from there. So it was your mother, your your mom, yeah, helped you get hooked up. No, that's, she didn't. That's a little different. She let my dad get me. One. She no, didn't. No, she was the roadblock. Okay, yeah, she was blind. She was nervous if okay. I am. I'm, I'm like her. I hate my kids riding motors. I hate it, but I'm so nervous of anything they do. And now I see where I where I came from. So you, uh, what's that like for you being Mike Brown and you know the bad the best <laughs> vet rider probably in on the planet? Um, by the way, do you think you think Ryan Villapoto would have anything for you if he showed up at, at uh, Loretta's next year? Uh, i for sure. He'd go fast, probably faster than me. I was asking, I was talking to him this week because he hung out all over there when he was with me on Thursday. After I got beat, yeah, he was in there making me change everything on my bike. So that's how it all came about, changing my bike. He's got to do this, you got to do that. He's like my mechanic running around there, telling the mechanics to do this and do that, which is awesome. You know what I mean? It was, it was good fun. And then, no, that's what I was asking. I said, you need to get out here with us. And he said, dude, I couldn't do three laps there. There's no way I could do three laps here without getting tired. Which probably is true because, you know, he enjoys his life now, which is, great and you know i don't blame him but if he came out officer he'd be there for the whole 20 minutes you know what i mean he could he would train for you don't come out there and, but not wanting to win he ain't gonna come out and get embarrassed be embar- he's no, not gonna embarrass himself know. he's gonna come ready at some point do you, yeah. do you the the track there your lines are incredible i mean it's it's uh you're zigzagging all over the place and and missing so many bumps that we don't um and then tucking in at the last minute to hit these the, you know the and maybe is that something that you learn just being uh, racing pro level races that it get that rough? Because we don't see a track that gets that rough all year long. You, we have to wait to go to get to Loretta's to see that, and so that we don't know how to ride them lines. And I, you know, this year they didn't give me a, an in an infield pass because I'm racing, and they said it wouldn't be fair to the other racers. Like, like I didn't <laughs> need need all the help I could get. But so I'd watch you the best I could in the twenty five from the from the sidelines and you just have different line selection than anybody else and then i it's really hard to duplicate that when you you get one sight lap and you haven't seen the track you know in a day or a day and a half is that something you'd learn i mean are are, are pro level tracks that rough they are they're different. worse they're maybe so, uh, they are they are worse but you know there they have breaking bumps all the way down the straightaways you know they're not like at a national, there's you know you're breaking different points. You're getting on the gas earlier. It's just a little different there. But like like you're saying, I just for me, it's right like riding the GNCC or a, a course like that. You, I treat it as a, a, a track like that and instead of a motocross. I try to find smooth lines here and there. Like you say, I'll ride on the edge of the track route, and then I'll be back in the middle. Which I had a good line on the 25 plus last moto for the week there. 
which I think Durham was beating me a lot. And the second moto was coming to the Ten Commandments around that whole section from the start to the end of the Ten Commandments. I was kind of slow there. And as you go into the Red Bull arch right there, that left corner before the Ten Commandments, I was, with the race, the second moto, I was going right inside, then staying left all the way, and then outside for the Ten Commandments. And he must have been gaining two seconds a lap on me there. It felt like, you know, I thought oh, I was wow. doing good. And he was about past me the time I got to the end of the Ten Commandments area. That's where he did pass me, but... Uh, on the on the Saturday, I kind of worked on coming out inside, and and there must have been, you know, how it was. There's probably thirty runs across that straightaway going down through there, and all I do is come out on the Saturday. I've come out inside and just go straight across the ruts, hoping for the best. Like it was like I'm not going outside, none in this corner down here. So I'm just going <laughs> inside, and I just hold, sit back on the seat and go across probably twenty five ruts. It was probably a foot deep, and I would just hope I made it to the inside of the course over there. But it worked out good, and I think it was a for sure, it's a fast line. Like it was, I don't think you can go from point A to point B any quicker from corner to corner, and that's how I was doing the ever lap. And I, you know, I think it helped me to you know, stay ahead of me a little bit. Talk with Brownie, Mike Brown, of course, uh, an exciting race veteran to watch. Watch computer, just watch in the pits and see how he does what he does as part of our race community. Scott Casper and Tony Wank, P.J. Duran in the studio tonight. We're on the road at Pole Position Raceway. A little bit of a rough start, but I think we found our way. And I understand from uh, Jack, now we sound good, and we're getting we're getting uh, calls and letters from the girls. Hey, <laughs> oh, um, wow. So I have to ask you, Tony, you took extra time this year. And Brownie, you'll like this. Uh, he, he took extra time this year to build an exact replica of the section of the of of uh, Loretta's. Oh, uh, the Ten Commandments, yeah. Ten Commandments. Did that help yeah. you this year? Uh, no, I did them the exact same way I would have done them otherwise. I, <laughs> I took the inside, doubled all the way through, and then tripled out. And Brownie would come around the outside and touch twice, which is... <laughs> Otherwise known as walking on air. Yes. Yeah. It's such crap that I uh, <laughs> ha- have to race Mike Brown. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, we did. We did build a, a Ten Commandments section at my track, and uh, for sure, just like for me, you know, Mike, I've lost a bunch of weight this year. Yeah. That's made a big difference. But I, I didn't. I was not prepared. Like you know, like a, yeah. there's, there's just in. You know, I went down there. I raced a whole bunch, like, the last month before Loretta's. But, like I said, you can't find rough like that. I mean, I'm doing fair races. And and yeah. it's really fun because I'm relevant in the A class, right. you know, against 20-year-old kids again. That's been really fun for me because I'm, you know, because I'm. You I, get to race. Yeah, and, I've, and I'd ride the open A, plus 25, plus 30, plus 40 every single weekend. Mm-hmm. I did 58 laps at my own racetrack the last race we had. And then went to dinner, you know, I wasn't even smoked. Yeah. But there's six-minute races, or, you know, eight-minute yeah. races versus 20 plus minutes. two and, and pretty heat, pretty good heat and, and that rough, you know. Maybe I need to go do some off-road because I really enjoy that. Maybe that'd be. How about putting you in a, a, a out the desert and let you find your way home? It just looks like a pocket yeah. knife and a flashlight or something? Pocket knife, flashlight, yeah. and a yeah. cup of water. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. Brownie up against the clock. Who do you want to thank, brother? Uh, you guys, Tony, and all the guys for having me on there, Yamaha, you know, FXR, um, shoot, all these guys, Dunlop, Alpine Star, Creek, Dunlop, is, you know, they've been supportive for me forever, but uh, 
No, it's all been good. You know, I love going down there. I'm not sure if I will be there next year yet, 100%, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. I've got some different things in the works here, so <laughs> I can't say much, but it's, oh. it's a big change. So it's, uh, we'll <laughs> when, when you can, let us know. We'll have you back on. Yeah, so how many weeks, Mike, yeah. before I get a I can book you again, and we can talk about that because I, you and I were talking about that. And I'd been be, I won't say we've been teasing it. A couple of weeks, two weeks is probably all the yeah. Ooh, okay. it's, it's a big thing. All right, so it, it'll change up a lot. It is a big deal. I think it's going to be awesome. All right, yeah. spaghetti eating contest. It is not no. a spaghetti eating contest, mm. but I have a funny story for you off air about <laughs> well, hang spaghetti. On. Remind me. <laughs> hang on to that, Jack. Hang on to the music. Mike Brown will send you to the pits. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, brother. It's uh, been announced. Thanks, guys. And here we go. Uh, Cole Seeley has made the announcement that he is indeed retiring. Good for him. After 11 pro seasons, Cole Seeley has made the decision to hang up the boots as it were. Great career. It's Great a big career. deal to, to retire on your own terms. I'm, I'm really happy for Cole. I'm, and, and I know, you know, he's, he's affectionate toward us being on the show, as we are of him being on the show. But uh, it's, it's, it doesn't, I don't know that I'm surprised by it. No. It's just, dude looks so young <laughs> still. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, some of us age well, and some of us don't. Twenty-nine year old. I'm the latter. Sixteen <laughs> rounds of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championships, recording three heat wins, finishing seventh in 2019 in the standings for 450. He recorded overall finishes of 14, 10, 11 to the first three rounds of the 2019 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship, until he suffered an injury during practice, leading into High Point National that knocked him out of the championship. The shoulder injury coming only a year after Seeley suffered a season-ending injury at 2018 Tampa Supercross when he missed time to a rhythm section and suffered a fracture to both his pelvis and tailbone. And my gosh, you know how bad those uh, things can hurt. That would not have been fun. I'll quote him from his statement without being too melodramatic. These past two years have been very difficult. Last year's injury was severe and very tough on me both mentally and physically. I can only guess. I fought hard to return this year, but it was much more challenging than even I anticipated. Now with the recent shoulder surgery and shoulder injury, it's just another setback. So there we have it. We'll par- paraphrase just a little bit. But we, we, we wish Cole not only a good... Good luck in your retirement, and I know you're not going to go far, brother, but we want to thank you for all the many races, all the twists of the throttles that uh, you put together. Cole Seeley, retired August 1st, 2019. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. The program continues. More guests in the uh, wings. Barry Karsten set to, uh, and scheduled to join us. We'll have Mark Bunnell back on, talk a little bit about what's going on out here. Tony Wink will continue to regale us about his uh, uh, rather exciting week on the road at Loretta Lynn's place in Hurricane Mills. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass. Hi, this is Doug Henry. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.